Whoa, welcome to Sports Therapy, man. This is episode six. It's going to be a chill one, laid back. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the most powerful drugs known to man, music. You know what I'm saying? The music that, uh, I mean, or the role that music played in our lives growing up, like in our sports lives specifically, um, whether, like what type of music go with what type of sports, all different type of stuff, man. Just a whole music podcast. That's what we're talking about. I don't really know exactly where this is going to go, but just vibe with us, man. Ride with us. And um, I do want to know in the comments section, like, what is y'all's favorite type of music right now? Like, what y'all listening to? Put that in the comments, man, and let us know. Damn, dog, like I see you, uh, you you changed up your office, though. What's up with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was talking about it on last episode, and I'll have to send you photos of the before and after. Yeah. But, yeah, so I totally redid my office, got everything moved over. I have this, I don't know if it's going to work yet, but it's like an in-closet desk. I might have set up before. You finally got that set up? <laughs> yeah, it's set up right nice. now. It's It's interesting. It's not as it's not how I thought it was gonna come together, but anyway. But, but yeah, I got I got these RGB lights that go all the way around, and it's really dope. Uh, yeah. I was showing you before the podcast, like because yeah, yeah. it syncs to music, yeah. and so it's so sweet. <laughs> it's really cool. So I'm happy with it so far. So jumping jumping straight into it, bro. Like, what role do you feel like music plays in your YouTube channel specifically? Yeah, we'll get to some broader stuff as we go, but start there. I mentioned on a previous podcast the sort of influences to my channel, the main one being Mike Corzemba with his music, like his suspenseful kind of vibe music. Mm-hmm. And so this KTO channel that I've made, it, it was directly influenced by music because I loved how it can set the vibe. If you listen to one of my videos or watch one of my videos and it had zero music, it would be boring. Like, I truly believe that people would be like, something's wrong, this isn't interesting, and it's yeah. just not the same. But you put on some suspenseful track or a hip-hop, like, hype song when they make a sweet catch or something, it just makes it so much more eventful and uh, dramatic that I think it's just enjoyable. And it's really fun to make videos. Like, for me, the passion for when I make my videos is when I'm kind of lost in time and space editing a video and it's just like me making those moments where I'm like building up to like a dramatic moment in my video and I can feel it happening and it's just fun. So music's an important part of my channel, I think for myself, just to keep doing it, keep the passion alive. Mm. And also for the viewers who I know a lot of people who are passionate, like my outros, obviously a lot of people talk about it and it's the same thing with your intro. When you have, when you have like, callbacks for people to come back to especially with music people love that yeah. everyone everyone loves that kind of thing it's a familiarity and music that's what it provides you know and so music's always going to be a big part of my channel and i i've always wanted to keep improving on that aspect about like kind of like my producer aspect of myself like i love i, I want to get into producing music but i come from a background where i'm a little limited when it comes to what i've done in the past like i was in choir bad singer I took a few years of piano, wasn't very dedicated to playing, played guitar for a little while, wasn't very dedicated to playing. So my true passion for like this producing side has come out with my YouTube channel. It's my, it's my, my way of showing, you know, my little sports world of audience that I got of like what I can do with like music and highlights. So yeah, that's, that's where it's at right now. And that's where my passion comes from. Okay. So anyway, I wanted to turn it over to you because your name, obviously, Flemlo Raps. Yeah. There's a whole story behind that. I'm not even totally 100% sure of like how it even developed, like how you came up with the name, like oh, really? where the okay. foundation of it yeah. and all that. So why don't you go ahead and tell us? Okay. Um, well, I guess we'll start with the name. Came up with the name. It's like a weird kind of amalgamation of a bunch of different stuff. So first off... My, um, you got to think like my favorite rapper of all time is Wayne or Lil Wayne, Wheezy F Baby, right? And so that was what he went by for a long time. You know what I'm saying? So, and then I remember when, um, just, just in the back of my mind, like Chance the Rapper came out and you had like, you know, like those types of names, like I just always thought was dope. Um, my last name is Fleming. And so pretty much my whole life, like my friends have called me Flem. Like it's just... 
you know, it's just kind of one of them things that happened. My granddad, this was way when I was little. I brought this way back. My granddad used to call me, my first name is Carl. He used to call me Carlo. Carlo, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so I just took the low, threw the phlegm on there, and then I threw the raps on the end. Like I just kind of <laughs> sat in a lab and like kind of, and I was like, yo, that's hard. Boom, started to channel, like, you know what I'm saying? And so I just kind of came up with it and uh, I put it together. But like when my channel started, a lot of people don't know this, um, I, was, I was working in sales and um, I had originally started working in sales so that I could fund my music career. That was my initial plan. Then I did something that was maybe not, well, I ain't gonna say it wasn't smart because it's what I had to do. Um, once I basically was dropped, I dropped out of college. I needed somewhere to stay, got an apartment. My girlfriend, who is now my wife, lived with me. And so that responsibility kind of kicked in. And so I went from working a sales job just to fund my music career to, you know, I became like a manager in like four months. And then that changed, you know what I'm saying? That went like a whole different way. So I ended up being in sales for a long time and like it was just drying my spirit out, bro. Like I ain't have no, yeah. like everything you kind of see now, like it was just muted. You know what I'm saying? Completely muted. And uh, when I started to realize that, I wanted to bring it back out. So I was like, all right, I'm going to start YouTube and I'm going to basically document my journey from a salesperson to a successful rapper. And I was like, if I could just make what I make in sales, I got this from Dave Chappelle, and it, it, just, it stuck with me. Um, he said it on um, Inside the Actor Studio. He was like, if I, if I could just make what I make in sales, rapping, that's a win. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, cool, I can do that on YouTube, doing little gigs. I don't have to be big, famous, nothing like that. So I started YouTube with those intentions, right? Once I got to YouTube, obviously it went in a whole bunch of different directions, but that's like that was the inception of my channel. That's why it's called Flimlo Raps, because Flimlo was literally a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I was doing. And um, yeah. I just I just never changed the name like over time. Today, from a music standpoint, like I mean, I put out an EP last year, um, Influence. Um just I pretty much only made music now when I really got something I need to get off my chest and I can only get it off my chest in that way, right? Because, like, back in the day, bro, like, the only way I felt like I could really express myself, I always been, like, a creative person, but I'm a black kid from Mississippi. So the only way I knew was through rap. Like, that was it. Like, that was the only yeah. form of creativity that was cool. You know what I'm saying? That was acceptable. So that's what I did. You know, I've realized over time that making YouTube videos and, you know, writing script, writing stories, like it's way, you know, it's hella ways to express creativity. So while I do still rap, it's just not my only creative outlet anymore. So I don't do it as much as I used to. You feel me? Yeah. Um, I think my channel now, from a music standpoint, is probably mostly known for uh, probably my intro song. You know, it's an cute way and we and we get into it. And uh, that song is uh again my favorite rapper has been since the block is hot which came out when i was like in middle school i think i was still riding the bus i had put it like this i had my first wayne album it was on a cassette tape like that's how long ago this was you feel me so anyway that song is called uh, no quitter go getter it never even got an official release it, re it released like on one of those random mixtapes that you can pirate on the internet you know what i'm saying yeah. And um, I found it, and it's, it's one of my favorite Wayne songs of all time because it's, uh, it's such an inspirational song, you know what I'm saying? Um, like, just kind of the way he goes into it. And I don't want to get too deep, I guess, into the lyrics or nothing like that, but y'all know with the chorus, I'm no quitter, I'm a go-getter, like, you know what I'm saying? And the way he's singing that shit so emotional on there, it just it stick a chord with me. You know, and so I made it the intro song, and I think that's what we what we most know for now. As far as like in the video, I got the, dun, 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 you know what I'm saying? You know, the little beat I, I played throughout, and that's just a vibe, bro. It's just a good storytelling vibe. Like I feel like I can almost light like a campfire, play that beat, and I can just tell stories, and like people will be like you, cause you gotta feel the energy to be able to uh, like accept the story, like to really take it in. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you, you really need to set the mood. That's obviously, you know this. That's what you do on your channel, and that's what they've done in, in Hollywood forever. You know, different type of music puts you in different type of moods. And so you just kind of use that to lead the energy where you want it to go. You kind of, my channel, I want you to kick back. 
chill. I want you to feel good. Just kind of vibe out while I tell you a story of a player that could be one of your favorite players who fell off. Um, or it could be some cat you never heard of who just has an amazing story. You know what I'm saying? And so that's, I guess that's kind of how music is connected to my channel. You feel me? It's so cool because you had that aspiration to be a rapper. Yeah. And you, you kind of took this journey and transformed it into what it became now, yeah. which is still creative, like you said. And I wanted to ask you, in a perfect world, with what you're making now, if it was purely just rap and no YouTube, would you take that over what you got now? <sighs> that is very tough. I, I haven't thought about that. Uh, I've said in the past, um, I've said in the past that music is the ultimate form of creativity. And I, I still think that's kind of true, and, and especially like certain types of music, um, hip hop, uh, certain types of rock where you playing your own instruments, like where you're creating it. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like not necessarily like an R&B singer who is easy on the eyes, who got a decent voice, but they go in the studio and Neo write their hits. You know what I'm saying? Like that's cool. That's a job. And that's a, that's a skill set in itself. You know, but it, it's just a different thing from like from rap, where it's like you literally start with nothing. Like it's just you, and like what you're giving off is, you know, it, it's it's stories. It's like a form of yourself. It's the ultimate form of expression. So, I said I'll let to say, if I could just do that and uh, and still make what I make what I, I I'll be real. I can't pick. I can't pick between them now. Cause I honestly I love what I do, bro. Like I really do. Like I love where it's gone. And I love like kind of what it's become, and I think, um, I think I I provide like uh, I feel like a void that that need to be filled out there. You feel me? And I would want to uh, to give that up. So, damn, I didn't even I never thought about this, but nah, I don't think I would, bro. Like I, I would do both. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? But if I had to just pick one or the other, I think I'm good where I'm at. I guess then I'll just ask you with the future, like. Are you planning on doing more with music, like more of that sure. whole thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I know I'm going to do more. I don't know exactly what. Um, you know, I'm cool with a couple rappers, and they're always trying to get me on tracks. So I don't really, like, my studio setup in here is made for YouTube videos. It's not really made for music. So that's probably one reason I don't create as much as I, as I would. So I'm kind of waiting yeah. for the COVID thing to go away so I can go out to these places, go out to LA and, and record these songs and stuff like that because hey, I got people that want to do music with me that's uh, like successful musicians. So I definitely want to see if I can hold my own in those situations. And so, yeah, I'm going to definitely do that. I'll probably do more like mixtapes and stuff. Just, you know, just at my leisure, basically. But it's not something that... I want to like take serious and pursue to try to be like a, a actual musician. That's a hard life, you know. A hard. I agree, life. and I think you know way more about it than than I do. Even just like from you talking about like, the stuff with growing up and like what you try to do, yeah, like throughout your college time and everything, and the opportunities that you had. But yeah, that's it's interesting. Yeah, it's it just is, man. it's cool. The different philosophies of like where we came from with our YouTube channels and how we use music. Like you said, that campfire vibe. And I'm going for something similar, but it, it's with this whole like I want this dramatic moment to happen where all of a sudden things change. And it was like a chill vibe. And then all of a sudden it goes like super suspenseful. And yeah. it's like a deep cello. that's like dun, 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 dun. And it's like very all of a sudden it's like dark. And yeah. it's like, I just love that switch vibe all of a sudden. Yeah. And so I've always liked music like that too. Like that just all of a sudden changes. I think the most popular song I can think of off the top of my head is like Sicko Mode, how it just changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. It's basically just two songs. It was just like, yo, let's just, you know what I mean? And it works. Cause that, Have you ever heard of hard. progressive rock? Um, I've probably heard of it, but I, I could name a progressive rock song. I wouldn't know yeah. the difference in progressive rock and punk it's rock. A, it's kind of an interesting style. It's not very mainstream, but there's some interesting songs. And I know from Guitar Hero, there's a <laughs> couple songs I want to send you because it's just like, 
it changes up all it's so quick it's just like it's everywhere it was on guitar hero is probably hard like it, most of the rock songs probably every rock song i know <laughs> and still listen to to this day by the way come off guitar hero you know what i'm saying from drinking in college playing guitar hero listening to mississippi queen or some some shit from germany yeah. or something like that yeah bro i still but i love them songs bro like they not everyone but some of them like they really just struck a chord with me you know yeah. And I, I still rock with him to this day, you know? Dude, rock music is so great. I mean, that's what I grew up on. You said you grew up on, on hip-hop and rap. And where yeah. I came from, it's like, it's country music and then mainstream music. It's like what's on the radio. Yeah. There's not a huge cultural, like, there's not a lot of artists coming out of, of where I came from, you know? Mm. So I only grew up listening to what my, my, my dad showed me. And he was big into to rock and more of that, like, he calls it butt rock, <laughs> but butt it's rock. just like this, uh, this grimy, like, like there's this one song where they have a solo in it. That's with a, a chainsaw. So like where the guitar solo comes, it's a chainsaw instead. And so nah, 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 nah. sounds yeah. unbelievably interesting. Like, yeah. It's something I have to hear, but yes. I don't know if I'll ever want to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear that song, I want to definitely hear that because that's, that's unique. Type in Lumberjack by Jackal, and Jackal spelled with a Y at the end. And for anyone who's listening, go check that out at some point in time, just because it's so weird. You got to listen to the whole song because that, that chainsaw solo comes at the end. <laughs> I got it right here. But, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. like, so, I don't know what, like, what our next topic is. I'm just asking this because I'm straight up curious. Yeah. Um, in your well, you know what? Actually, we, we can get into into the next topic. So, like pregame music for you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's go high school, right? What yeah. were you listening to 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 kind of get you in a mode for for a game and get you ready? You know, I always listen to a lot of that kind of ACDC Metallica, which I showed you kind of more of like a, a depressing Metallica song before we started, mm -hmm. but more of the like the Enter Sandman, Thunderstruck. Those type of songs, I don't even, if you know those, they're no. just like electric. It's classic hard rock where it's just very intense and it's like, it gets me pumped up. It like takes away my fear because I'm just so amped. Mm. But at some point in time, that kind of amped energy was too much. I couldn't handle it. It was like, not only was like the lights bright out in the stadium, but the music had me too, it's like too amped up to where I'm more nervous than anything. Yeah. So I started listening to more of like mellow 90s almost like r&b and like that soft hip-hop kind of stuff like the exactly. classes the uh you know bucktown by smith and wesson mm -mm. so it's just like a it's like these the chicago group and it's just very chill and uh and it's Come just on, what's like the it's, vibe? it's like, like a would, mellow out you mean give me like a bar like one bar I can't sing the lyrics, dude. That's how bad I am with like music lyrics. Like you can ask me my favorite artists. I can't sing the lyrics. I listen to what they're saying, but what I don't like bring in the lyrics. you mean you can't sing the lyrics? Like you don't know, like you can't recite them? Or like yeah. you just don't think you sound good reciting them? Like some songs I can, but it's like if the song was on, I would be able mm -hmm. to sing along right away. But when yeah. it's not on, I can't like, it's like the words are kind of like, uh, it's almost there, but I, I can't quite get them. But then all of a sudden I hear like the beat and then I can hear them coming in and I can sing it. Okay. That's how it is. Yeah. It's not a cop out. I swear I can sing, you know, Eminem no, no, verses right now. Which, but. which one? Favorite Eminem album. This is random as hell. Favorite Eminem album. I need it right now. Talk to me. Well, you know, probably Slim Shady LP. Okay. But it's pretty intense. It's, it's pretty super dark. intense. It's super yeah. dark. That was... Probably the first, I think that's the first album I ever bought with my own money, Slim Shady LP. And yeah. I, I love that album, but like you said, it is incredibly intense. Like I used to uh, perform like Kim at uh, yeah. at school for like the girls and stuff. They used to like it. <laughs> and uh, like I'd, I'd be all in character, bro. It was insane. Like, oh and like now gosh. when I think about it, I was like, yo, I was really... <laughs> I was really like living in that at that time, but like I never um I don't, I don't know I always looked at Eminem stuff almost like a movie like I could relate to some of it you know what I'm saying like uh, yeah. the way I am stuff like that 
I could kind of, there was some stuff in there I could relate to, but I was, Eminem was like my favorite artist for a period of about four or five years, you know? And he's still yeah. like top three favorite rappers all the time. Because at that time, that's that, like when I was listening to Eminem, that's damn near all I listened to because it wasn't a whole lot that was like that, you know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. where I'm from. Like stuff I was hearing, it wasn't nothing close to that. It was so different, you know? My alone time growing up, from my teenage years, like 14 to 18, it was Eminem, Biggie, Nas, Big L, guys like that. And a lot of their music goes really hard. And it's funny because like we were talking before, it's, I don't relate to what they're saying at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I come from a safe suburban neighborhood in Idaho, but like how angry they are or how pissed they are when they're talking. It's like, I loved it. it. Like, I think it brought out like some the, some the emotion en- inside the of me. The energy that, of it, bro. The yeah. energy of it, bro. You know what's so funny is my mom, she, like, I, I wanted a Biggie album. And so she took me to the store. And of course, I pick out the explicit one. And it's like, it was Biggie's first album, uh, Ready to Die. And yeah. she was like reading some of the songs on the back. And she's like, no, you're not getting this. You're <laughs> going to get the clean version. So we got Biggie's Greatest Hits, a clean version. And yeah. if you've ever listened to a Biggie song clean, it's like... I've never listened to a Biggie song. Clean. It's terrible. On the radio. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was, dude. I listened to probably two songs and then I never listened to that album again. Damn. But, damn. But yeah, that's where Pandora came in clutch. I'll just put it on 90s uh, rap, on like underground rap, and I'll just yeah. listen to that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that was hard rock and 90s rap was kind of what I wanted to listen to during my teenage years. My Probably my most influential, like, based on my emotions at the time. Pissed, yeah. angry, wanted to be hard, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, no, just... no. I think <clears throat> that's probably a similar theme with uh, with teens. Because, like, for me, pregame, I listen to the same stuff I listen to, like, on a normal basis. Like, I didn't ever need, like, the screaming, yelling stuff. It, it doesn't really amp me up. It kind of annoys me most of the time. Like, it depends. Like, that's not always the case. But, like... Pre-game, like the song, the song I sent you, and I think, bro, I honestly think this is like one of the greatest pieces of art ever created, and I stand by that. And that's Wayne, Lil Wayne, Carter Two, Fly In. I listened to it. The song twice. Carter Two, and Fly Out, and it's just when it come with the piano, like, bro, and he say, uh, they asked me, young boy, what you gonna do the second time around? How you gonna come back, like? When, I, when I'm hearing that, it's like I feel like they're, everybody challenging me, like they doubting me. You know what I'm saying? So when I get out there on the field, on the court, it's like, I don't know, it just, it just feeds me, bro. And the same thing with, uh, with walk-in inside and walk-out on Carter 1. And that's why I think a lot of – and if Wayne fans is listening to this, because I don't, you probably don't know exactly what I'm talking about, but if Wayne fans is listening to this, bro, because I was disappointed. I don't know if y'all feel this way. Wayne's most successful album is Carter Three, by far. It's the album where he blew up. It had Lollipop on there. He just, you know, he became a megastar. But it was the first time on a Carter album where we didn't get the intro, that middle song, and the outro with the same beat with him kind of like, he literally walked us through the Carter, bro. Like, he, he brought us into the building, and we was going on all the floors, and we were seeing dead bodies and, like, naked chicks, like, packing up drugs. It was, but it was, it was vivid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like I was there. And it was so dope, and it was so different from everything I was listening to, again, Down South music, which I love Down South rap in, in general. But it, was, it, it separated itself in a way that was just, like, for a thinking person, like, from the South, it was just, I don't know, it was just it for me, bro. And, like, to this day, like, it's still, dude, I get the same feeling when I turn that song on. When I turn those on, like, it's it's crazy, you know? Dude, I know about as much as that type of music as you do hard rock. Like, yeah. I, I, I know only, like, you said Lollipop. Yeah, I heard that and, like, two other Lil Wayne songs. Yeah, that's why I brought up Lollipop, because, like, like I say, that's when the, the masses were introduced to Wayne. But, yeah. like, we had been listening, man, Dedication Radio 1, song. which is a mixtape, I listened to that every single day for like probably two years, like every single day. And it only made it worse when uh, 
like when Hurricane Katrina happened and um, we had some people come down from New Orleans and my boy Tyler, who ended up living with me for like a semester, this was super random, but he was a huge Wayne fan. He was from New Orleans. So at that point, I'm like, bro, I had access to different songs that I didn't know. And then some of the slang that I didn't understand in the song, he could explain it. And I was like, bro, yeah, this is, you know what I'm saying? And so then I went to college in Louisiana and um, the Drought 3 came out and you got to listen. The Drought 3, you have to listen to Sky is the Limit. The Sky is the Limit changed rap. And I don't care what nobody say. If you listen to rap today, the Sky is the Limit was the line in the sand that like made it cool to like, well, like expression, bro. Like expression was everything because it wasn't like cool. You know, like most rappers, it's cool. Like you in the pocket, you ain't really raising your voice. Like this man was screaming on, on parts of it. His voice was cracking. You know what I'm saying? You can hear him lighting up the blunt in the studio. It was just so damn raw, bro. Uh, it, it just really kind of took everybody to a different place. And when that used to come on in the club, we used to go crazy. We went crazy when that came on in the club, bro. Insane. I, I only came here for y'all to play that song and now I'm out. Like, unless you're going to run it again. Cause that shit was hard, <laughs> dude. We come from so such different worlds. Like you explaining that, I'm tell you, if I told that to like every like where I come from, if I had like everyone in my high school and if that was planned, people would be like, they wouldn't know how to react. They'd be like, what is this? Like, man, that, I don't know. That I feel like music. y'all could. I feel like the sky is the limit. Y'all could get with. Like, I honestly feel like that. I could be wrong, but like, I feel like that song will communicate. That it'll communicate like convey what he was trying to get across to anybody because it's not it's not like like the rap song like that you put like in a box like that like it could yeah. it almost jumps genres low-key it's, it's I, I believe you i believe it's very influential and good i'm just i'm just thinking about like where i came from and like <laughs> i think like that type of stuff that's like next level or trying to go next level or different i think it kind of makes people feel uncomfortable where I come from, I mean, you just yeah, have yeah, to, yeah. you just have to like walk through the streets of where I came from, dude. It's like safe to. suburban Christian Mormons that are just like listening to hymns and, and they like their soft music and, and their country music. And I think when you start talking about like the club scene or stuff like that, it's just, it makes people feel weird. The thing is, I, I always, I think it was like one of the things that I liked about that kind of music was it was so much different than how I grew up. So I didn't relate to it, but it was cool because it was different. Yeah. But for you, you listen to that stuff and you saw a lot of it around you and you know a lot of people. Like you've told me stories about people you grew up with and that's just not how it was for me. I had a pretty easy childhood and yeah. not a lot of like roughness going on around me. So like there wasn't music describing safe suburban Idaho. You know what I mean? Yeah, Because there's not, there's not a lot of emotion in that. It's just kind of, yeah, this is, this is my life. Not that it's, it's just different, you know? Yeah, I just, I just, I just think it's so interesting because you come from a world where you hear that stuff and it means so much to you. And and again, and, like I was saying before this, like you gotta think, man. When when Jay Z said, uh, "Put me anywhere on God's green earth, I triple my worth, mother." Like when he said that, like I've never, like I wasn't like a, a hustler. I didn't even sell snacks in school, bro. <laughs> But for some reason, that it stuck with me. Like I love that song so much. Uh, you don't know of Blueprint One, and it, it's just really about it's a, it's kind of about selling drugs and hustling. But it's really about entrepreneurship. Like that's what it's really about. Like if you when I listen to it, that's what I hear. It's about being a winner and figuring out like no matter what cards you dealt, how to come from you know from here to here. You know what I'm saying? And that's like the energy of the song. And I honestly feel like anybody from the dude that sell that sell on the corner to like some cat at Wall Street could listen to that song and it'll speak to them. I legitimately believe that if they gave it an actual chance. That's the you thing. I, I don't think I think a lot of people who live, let's just say, higher income and like safer places, I think they either have too much pride or they just don't have enough empathy to understand that type of thing. I think yeah. a lot of people don't understand rap and hip hop and they don't think it's a form of art just because they hear. They listen to the, the worst of it, basically. That's true. I mean, a lot and of like the radio stuff is very Trash. derogatory and stuff. <laughs> and, and you just hear a couple of lines about that kind of stuff and it'll turn an old person away forever. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah. that's turn off that crap. Yeah. But I think that's just, I think that's generational. It every, is. everything gets experienced that way. Like that's how rock music was. 
And so I we the same I get way. It. It's we yeah. the same way. Like if I turn on, uh, like I'll turn on uh, my man. Uh, God damn it, Frank Sinatra. And like the first time I turned it on, like my wife looked at me, like what, like what is this? Yeah. But I'm like, bro, if you listen to the song, this dude is a G. Like he literally is telling you that he has accomplished all it is. And he didn't do it by conforming. Like, he did it his, like, you know what I'm saying? I did this shit yeah. my way. And, like, in the high points in the song, like, when he, he's not screaming, but, like, when the song go up, like, you can just feel the energy, like, so much. When I listen to that, again, another song I listen to all the time. So it's like, it, it go across genres. It's just um, a lot of people are closed-minded to it. But, like, if you really listen to songs, you ain't going to like every song in every genre. And some yeah. genres you ain't going to be able to mess with at all. But, like, it's a song out there in each genre, at least one, that will speak to you, bro, that you really will rock with. And you're going to put that thing in your playlist. You might only play it when your boys ain't in the car, but you're going to play it. You know what I'm saying? And it's going gonna, it's gonna to, like, uh, I don't know, music almost, like, steer you, like, in a direction, like, wherever you want to go. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, if you want to be hype, you play something to make you hype. If you want to, you take your girl on a date, you play some R&B. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it'll put you in a mood you want to be in. So, I don't know, man. I think it's important. I, I kind of want to transition so. to this idea because you said, like, different vibes and everything. Yeah. I think, just for me, and I know it's different for you, but just rock music, metal, like, that hard, like, that drums... I think that just matches football so well, like the aggressiveness of it. And I think just hip hop and rap is perfect for, for basketball. And I, I've always felt that way. Like, I think I've always listened to more hip hop and that, rap, but yeah. <laughs> I've always listened to more hip hop and rap when it comes to basketball. Like when I'm in my, when I was in my backyard as a kid, I listened to that kind of stuff and I just love shooting around to it. But when I'm thinking about football, I listen to that like harder, darker type of music. And it gets me in more of that, like aggressive, like animal, like energy which is what I really love about football. Just like that kind of like the beast mentality. And I don't, I don't get like that beast mentality often. For, I mean, there's some stuff like, uh, uh, Eminem's kamikaze album. There's a couple songs on there that it's like, it goes hard. And I, I know that there's a lot of hip hop songs that go hard, but it's just different. Like I always related those two separately to basketball and football. I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. I don't, uh, See for me, uh, most of my life, man, there was a there was a Wayne song for everything. Okay, like my favorite artist of all time is uh, is one of the most versatile artists ever. So that's why I can't really go with that because, like, you know, I could listen to uh, hustler music if I'm, you know, if I'm in that mood, and I can also listen to receipt. If I'm uh, from Ride With My Girl, which is like a song about, uh, you know, it's more like a love song about, you know, yeah. about like a relationship. And it's just, it's different. It's almost a different Wayne song for whatever mood you're in. So like that, that was mostly what I would listen to like the majority of the time. Whereas most artists, I feel like kind of fit in a box. Like I listen to Jay-Z when I'm in a certain mood. Yeah. I listen to um, like Ride Wave. I listen to Ride Wave now when I'm feeling like, aspirational i listen to roddy rich when i'm feeling like um like i want like a go-getter i listen to nipsey you know what i'm saying so i can't really i feel like it's probably because i listen to more rap like it really just depends um i can find it's rap that i feel like match basketball is it's rap that i feel like match football you know what i'm saying i think a lot of it just goes back to what you grew up listening to yeah and i think you relate it to that like I grew up riding with my dad, like in my dad's truck, and he'd be playing rock music. Yeah, like that's just that's what I grew up on. So I associated football going to my youth football games with rock music. Yeah, and yeah. that's where it built from. It makes sense. So it's always a callback to the to the beginning of like my love for the sport. Yeah. So then, like rap was more of like when I got into like my teenage years, and I didn't really take basketball serious until like eighth ninth grade. Mm. And I serious as in like I just. I actually tried to get a better jump shot and stuff. Yeah. And so therefore it was, it was just the perfect time and place. So that, I think that's just where it comes from a product of how you grew up. Yeah. That makes um, sense. I had one question cause I was thinking about it. We talked about pregame music. What yeah. about like stadium music? Like when you walk into a stadium and there's a certain vibe, different places play different types of stuff. What do you like to hear at a stadium? I, 
I, I can't I can't remember a single time walking into the stadium and them playing something that made me not want to put my headphones on. What about uh, the <laughs> the band at college football games? Okay, not a band. I mean, it needs to be like a you know like the bands that you find at like a, a historically black college. Like they because they playing the same stuff that you're listening to. Like, like if I go to if I listen to a band like Stanford playing some like some I you know what I'm saying, but if they playing that dun, 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 like that's yeah. hard, bro. So What's it's that gotta movie? be like a like a lit band. You know what I'm saying? What's the movie? The Drumline. Yeah, I hadn't seen that until like a few months ago. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, my girlfriend, she was like, oh, we should watch Drumline. I'm like, yeah, I've never seen it. And she was like, That's what? Probably never Nick seen Cannon's this? probably best movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I've only seen him in that, so I have no opinion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I saw that so long ago. It's a lot of cheesy stuff in the movie, but overall, I, I enjoyed that movie when I watched it. So. I, I don't Dude, know like where it's at in pop culture today. Like People probably, it's probably one of those movies that get fronted on now, but at the time, yeah, that movie was hard. I, I, just, I just thought of the most random thing. Sorry, what my YouTube URL? If you typed it in, it's YouTube.com/slash/for-life-big-l, and that's a <laughs> that shout out to Big L. So random. It's I would never, dude. Wait. 2011 is when I set that, yeah, and I just kept it. So you type it on my channel now, and that's what it is. <laughs> and but you was really so, into like East Coast rap, I see. Yeah, yeah, I was. I really liked. Yeah. Like a lot of New York artists, man, yeah, I just yeah, think yeah. they're really good. Um, and it's, it sounds funny because when I talk about it, like if I try to like rap along with those dudes, I think I would just get made fun of. <laughs> it just like doesn't come across like you don't look at me and go like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I had to tell you this because it's so funny. I grew up and I wanted, I loved battle rap. Yeah. I loved battle rap. So I started getting into freestyle rapping myself. Like my dad bought me books on it, like uh, on how to like, yeah. So imagine like the total white guy move, just studying up on the, on the art. <laughs> like re reading wait, these books. Oh, wait, he okay. bought you books. Yeah. 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 So I'm reading books on how to be a better. <laughs> that is hilarious. So I used to go to these websites. So I'd go to letsbeef.com. And you could record and just type out. And so you'd have these battle raps where you would yeah. post a random like eight bars, 16 bars, and then someone else would respond. And then you had 24 hours to respond back. And then yeah. people in the comments would vote. And then you'd get like a, a, a win or a loss or whatever. And I didn't win very many. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I used to do hey, that back in the day. That makes so much sense though. Cause like I find that um, like a lot of the white guys I know do prefer more technical rap like so i think east coast rappers are a lot more technical than uh than southern rappers especially back in the day um southern rappers i find in gen and this is gen like i'm generalizing right so this isn't every single new york rapper ain't gonna fit this mold every single rapper from the south don't fit this mold but in general you know like i find that southern rappers they're more a lot more soulful you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. um, where there might not be as many words in here. Like it might not necessarily be a wordsmith, but when you listen to the song, it it puts you in a place that, that you was trying to get to. Versus when a lot of times when I listen to East Coast rappers, again, not all. I'm a huge Jay-Z fan, but I'm not a fan of every East Coast rapper. Um, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, it, it feels forced because it's like, I don't really like these beats. Like it sound like the beats are like almost too busy. It's like I I don't even know. Like it's hard for me to describe it. You know what I'm saying? Versus something that's just like more chill and just more laid back. I always like West Coast rap, even like more than more than East Coast rap too. But yeah. like again, rap originated East Coast, so you always got to show them that respect. You know? Do you know who the artist Cannabis is? Yeah, of course. So he has like like the song Master Thesis is the one I think of where he's just like a lot of, of these like more historical complex, like instead of just rapping about like the regular stuff that rappers talk about. So yeah. I always loved stuff like that because it seemed like so like intellectual, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and that, that was, and that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that was, yeah. More it, it's more technical, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, like for me, I like to, uh, I like to really get into an artist. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I want to know 
who the artist is as a person. Like that's how I get into rap. It's not. It's never been like. I listen to a person because I think they're the best rapper. Like I never thought um I was a huge Nipsey Hussle fan. He he passed, he was shot um not too long ago. Um, but I never thought Nip was the best rapper, but what he stood for and who he was, like just with his um with his whole entrepreneurship thing and like the way he kind of pushed the hustle and the way he pushed um like one basically man, one time he did something so dope. He dropped a mixtape and uh he sold it for the premium version for a hundred dollars. You could also download it for free. So you could get it for absolutely absolutely for no money at all, or you can be a part of the Proud to Pay campaign, pay $100. What happened was Jay-Z and like all the ballers, all like the, the cats with money, they bought all $100 versions, just almost just a flex and just, to, you know what I'm saying, to show love. And he got that information out of a book he read, um, a cat was selling, was selling cheesesteaks. Like $100 cheesesteaks, and everybody that came into town was like, I gotta see what's up with it. You know what I'm saying? What's up? This cheesesteak costs $100. I gotta see what's up with it. So, just kind of like his story and the way he approached things, like I always, I just really admired it. And so that brought me into his music versus me just hearing his music and being like, yo, this is so hard. Like, he, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then I get into it like that. I got into Eminem the same way. Like, I didn't get into Eminem because he was a wordsmith, although he was or is. I got into Eminem because of the story. He was telling a unique story, like who he was, like with the whole beefing with his mom. Like I'm, you know, what I'm saying where I'm from. Like that don't happen. Like what is that? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was interesting, and uh, you know, so I got into it like that. And like he was cool with being himself. Same thing with Wayne. He was the first rapper I ever saw with tattoos everywhere. Like I never saw like rappers wasn't doing that. And he was making rock songs and singing and like doing like just different things that people wasn't doing and i just thought yeah. that was so dope and like you know, people was cool with being themselves and just kind of expressing themselves how they wanted to express themselves and that that's really what get me into an artist you know what i'm saying yeah man i i think i want to get more self-confident to be able to express myself in that way because i love music and i want to be able to create music yeah but with like even like the freestyle rapping thing i was always too self-conscious to ever even try to show it off yeah so i would practice i'd practice and then people like oh you do this i'll show us and i I'd never do it like i still wouldn't want to because i'm too self-conscious about it even though it's just like you're just having a good time and yeah so i think I, I think i respect artists that are able to express themselves and be themselves totally it's hard bro it's very hard it's one it's of the hard. hardest things and that's that's where i want to be able to get to not yeah. just because of music but just in general just to be able to Walk around, be me, and not care, you know? Hey, what you listen to now, like, when you working out? Boy, sit back. You got something to say. No, I don't want it to seem like that. I, it's more of, I think I don't have a preference. I think it's, my moods change so much. Like, I, I was like explaining that. with my videos, it goes everywhere. I'll listen to, like, Rage Against the Machine, if you ever listen to them. It's I like... Have. Us against the man, scream, screaming type of music where it's just I'm pumped. I'm doing like like pull ups till failure over and over, <laughs> push ups till failure. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like five minutes later, I put on like <laughs> uh, I was about to say Frank Sinatra, where it's just like chill, and I'm like stretching to it, yeah. and I'm like like or I go on a run, and it's like I uh, put like lo-fi on, and I'm just like zoned out. It, it it goes all over the place. I literally will switch it up song to song sometimes. Last time you worked out. I, I listened to. Too long, uh, you gotta get right. No, when is the last time you worked out? It was two days ago. Okay, and you were listening to. I went on a run. I didn't listen to anything. Last time you worked out with music. God damn it. I listened to, uh, Afro beats. That's what they're called. I don't even know <laughs> what kind of music it is. <laughs> I don't know what kind of music it is either. <laughs> it's an <laughs> Apple playlist. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, I'm in a weird spot with music right now where I just I'm listening to random stuff because I think that's good, man. Like my, I don't even the, the thing is I don't know what that genre is even called. That's what my girlfriend typed in on Apple one day and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." So, that's yeah, just kind of what's planned. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I that's what about you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of the same, bro. Like I'm I'm all over the place cuz like most recently, let's just say that. Most recently, okay. uh, yesterday, I was listening to uh, T Pain has this uh, 
it's on YouTube. He's got like this mashup of um, a couple of his hits. Uh, I'm in love with a stripper. Um, I forget the other ones, but he's singing it. There's no auto tune, and it's like a guy playing on a violin, and it's a dude on a piano. And this, bro, this song or these, it's mashup of of music, is so amazing. Like I listen to it. It's like five or six minutes. I just put it on repeat. I listen to it the whole time. It's slow. It's like um. You know, it's like a ballad almost. Like the way he, he transformed these songs. Very popular songs, but, you know, a reimagining, I guess. And I was just jamming that. And then on the way home, I was listening to uh, to Louis Armstrong, uh, What a Wonderful World. And I passed by my house. And I just kept driving, bro. Because, like, that song, it, it, like, it literally, like, put a smile on your face. You know what I'm saying? Because you're driving and it's just, like, you listening to it. And the dude just appreciating, you know what I'm saying? I see trees are green. Clouds of white, you know, it's just simple stuff, and it's like I want to, I want to be like that, like all the time, which I can't be, but like I try to be like that as much as I can to just appreciate stuff, bro, because it's so much like negativity, and it's so much to be mad about and to be upset about that, like when you listen to a song like that and it kind of reframe you. You know what I'm saying? It just, it points you in the right direction so you can be like the person that you that you actually want to be. Or at least for yeah. me, because everybody ain't like that. But like I want to be a good person. Like I want to be a positive person. Like I want like when I interact with somebody, I want to like leave them in a better state than they was when we started our interaction. But that's not me every day. You know, yeah. I got sometimes I'm in a bad mood. Sometimes, sometimes I get a call while I'm doing my podcast. You yeah. know. And like, <laughs> and stuff happens, you know what I'm saying? So, songs like that, man, like I, I've been listening to like a lot more, like just old songs that like just put me in a good mood. That's the most, most of the music I listen to now, that's why I'm listening, because it put me in a good mood. Like, I don't care what the genre is. I don't care. Like, if, I, if it make me feel good, I turn it on and I turn it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel that, man. Yeah. I feel it. And yeah. I, I, I like how passionate you are about this kind of stuff just because it makes me want to be more like that because you talk about like just diving into artists and everything and that's just something i've never really been like i, I liked eminem i think because you see it more from the from the movie eight mile and stuff but other artists i didn't really know much about i just listened to the music mm. so i just i just uh i just appreciate just seeing you with like the whole passionate side of it it's something yeah. i i want to work on as well just yeah. being more. That's how I listen, man. That's that's how I listen. If I hear a song I like, I'll be like, okay, this is hard. Interview. Like, I got to go watch an interview because, like, now I need to know who is this person. Do I like this person? You know, and if I like them, if I can relate to them, if I can get something from them, or, like, you know, if I, they something I want to aspire to. Like, Jay-Z. Like, especially, bro, when I was super broke, like, doing trying to start my YouTube, man, I used to watch Jay-Z interviews and 50 Cent interviews, like, damn near every day. Because just like the way they were so strategic and like they really get it, they really get super emotional and like fly off the handles. Like everything yeah. they did seemed like it was calculated. And like that wasn't something I was familiar with growing up. Like growing up, you know, you wanted to be being real was basically just saying exactly what you felt every time you felt it. And like that shit is an L. Like that's what kids do. You know what I'm saying? Like, like men can control their emotions. So when I saw that, I was like, okay. I like this, and I started trying to pattern more after stuff like that, you know? I feel that. I, I do that with athletes. Like, I've been doing that a lot more with Odell. Yeah. Because, like I said, I have one of my first videos is me hating on him. And I think it was just more about, like, him getting so much publicity that I feel was, like, there's other guys that are good, too. Which was unfair to him, because it wasn't his choice to get talked about like that. So right. when I listened to him talk in interviews and stuff, it made me realize how much more similar I was to him than I previously thought. Yeah. And so I, my respect for him went way up. And then I also started just watching him play differently. So I can relate to it in that way. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. That's, yeah. uh, I find like I do that a lot with my channel is trying to uh, get people. I don't I think I've ever – actually, I, I've done an Odell video before. Not what happened to, but just a, like a random video. But like – Getting people to to kind of sit down and, and give athletes a chance, like actually looking into who they are, listening to a long form interview. Because when you listen to sound bites and like a post game interview, and you judge 
everything. You judge everything about this person off a post-game interview after they just lost a game. It's like, you know what I'm saying? You just caught them in their worst state ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, of course, like, this, you're going to get this one sound bite from this that's gonna, might, that might rub you the wrong way. But if yeah. you just listen to a long-form interview, actually listen to the dude talk for, you know, 30-plus minutes, you're going to realize either he's full of crap or, like, it's a real person here that don't always say the right stuff, don't always do the right stuff like nobody does. You know what I'm saying? Like, these dudes ain't trained for that. They trained to catch a football. They ain't trained to be, like, a politician. So they're not going to always deliver every piece of information in the perfect way that can't be picked apart, especially when it's yeah. heard by millions of people. You know what I'm saying? So it's tough. Like it's tough. I feel like I'm a victim of that mentality too. I think that's part of the reason why I had such a hard time with like my YouTube channel and like I wanted to come all across in the I wanted to be the perfect way because I felt like every line of every sentence mattered more than it did instead of just telling a story. And so everything yeah. was just so like micromanaged in my own head and in my own stuff. So like this, I, I love doing this because you can tell that I'm not as organized than compared to like reading the script, but yeah. I feel like I can express more of trying to describe who I am, what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling. And it's more, it's more satisfying to be able to hear that. Cause I feel like it's understanding me more, understanding you more, yeah. understanding our friendship more and what we actually think about things compared to yeah. what, they may think from just seeing one video or hearing one thing or, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm like that too, man. Uh, cause I, cause I do want to say like, I do think when you put out a video, I do think, and I hope I ain't messing you up here. I do think everywhere it matters. Like I really do like in, in that setting though, in that format, because when I present a video, I'm generally, generally, presenting a thought that I, I, I come to a conclusion, right? Here, I'm just talking. Like, this. how you think I get to the conclusion, right? Like, it's a whole lot of me not being sure and me going back and forth in my head or going back and forth with my friends or, you know, in a group that I can trust that ain't going to go and say, hey, Flimlo said this or something like that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? For me, trying to, and trying to figure it out, like, I don't see every situation that I've ever made a video on and be like, I know exactly like I got this, like you know what I'm saying. I don't have yeah. it down. Like I'm, I'm unsure. Like I'm looking at it and I'm doing the video. I'm going into it. I'm researching, trying to answer questions that I have. That's why, like a lot of times, people be like, "Yo, you're so good with with research, man. You you did this." And I'm like, "Yo, I'm really just trying to answer my own questions about this situation, or like everything I think that somebody might ask or you might be unsure about." So yeah. I'm going in specifically looking for those things to fill in the story. You feel me? But again, like when you come here, it, it's more free flowing. Like I don't never know what I'm gonna say when I get on here. You know what I'm saying? You know, like so we just I try jump to on. know. <laughs> yeah, and you know we just we just kind of talk. You feel me? And sometimes it's good, and sometimes it might not be as good or as entertaining to listen to. I don't know because like it's hard for me to. I can't really judge it from the other side of it. But I still I just think it's important, and I think uh, going in with, like with the whole sports therapy thing and calling it sports therapy. In general, like I feel like that just encapsulated so well, you know what I'm saying? What it is because that is really what it is. Like a damn therapy session, just talking through different stuff and not really having a, a finite conclusion to everything. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like it's just theories and like this is kind of what I think and this is yeah. kind of how I'm feeling and you know I'm not really sure on this and like that. You know, that's just what it is. Uh, yeah, I think one of the ego things I have is wanting to seem like I know everything. Like I do it to my girlfriend all the time where I'll like all of a sudden be a know-it-all in something like, Hey, look how smart I am. Look, look how great I am. Yeah. And I think that that's just the quality I want to change about myself. And I think here it like showing that I'm not perfect with how I speak, what I'm talking about, what I know, I may be wrong. I may be somewhat right. I might not have, like you just said, <sighs> yeah. So that's just, that's just what this needs to be. This needs to be a place where people understand that people understand and it gives, it makes me feel better. And then I can be more creative with my other, my video stuff. Cause then I can just create and be happy yeah. with what it is instead of feeling this, this, this void that I've always needed to get off. Like I have these ideas, but I can't get them onto paper into words or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's, that's yep. where it's at. 
for sure. Say, so, man, um, did you want to leave it here or do you want to? Is there anything else you want to talk about? You want to call it or do you want to talk about like the the games just briefly? Oh crap! Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about the game. <laughs> I completely forgot about the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely let's talk about the games real quick. Hey man, so yeah, I, I ain't got a whole lot to say, bro. We we got all the stripes beat off us against the Ravens. Yeah, that was a tough uh, one. Yeah, dog. Like um You didn't tweet during the game. I I decided that before the game. I was like, hey, it's no point. Like I'm not even finna get on there. First and foremost, I kind of been off Twitter a bit just cause like it's just been so much negativity. And I knew if I tweeted during the game, what I was going to say, it was going to be negative yeah. anyway. And I was just going to be adding to it. So I was like, I'm going to just fall back because <laughs> I, I already knew dude, what was going to happen. I literally got on after the game, after the Bengals game. I was like, I got to see what he said just to <laughs> see how pissed he was. And I'm like, he didn't say anything. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. Um, honestly, we lost bad to Baltimore. Line sucks, blah, blah, blah. Same old stuff. But what's actually more interesting with us, we had two issues with veteran players this week. And uh, one, <clears throat> we decreased Carlos Dunlap's role, right, and started Carl Lawson, who's been playing just way better this year. But Carlos Dunlap was mad because he said the coaches didn't properly communicate this to him. And they just kind of like posted an in-house depth chart, which if that's true, that's super shitty because he's been there for like 10 years. and He's one of the best defenders we've ever had. Um, so he he said this like in his Zoom interview, like he was airing this house. It was it was kind of bad, you know. And then A.J. Green had the whole situation in the game. And uh, you saw where Joe Burrow threw a pick. He was he under like just... extreme pre- extreme pressure. He throws it up. AJ doesn't go, doesn't fight for the ball. Um, maybe he, <laughs> he thought runs. it was going to somebody else. <laughs> the and way then, he like he, he ran like almost like he was trying to block for the dude that picked the ball off. You know what I'm it saying? It was weird. It he was, was like uh, prancing. Yeah. And then you caught him mouthing what looked like, if you ain't going to use me, just trade me on the sideline. So, wow. yeah, so it was a, kind of an ugly situation. You know, I'm not, it's one of the things I'm not jumping out the window about. Um, I understand from him, him and Carlos Dunlap. Like, I get it. From both of their situations, if I was them, I'd probably feel similar. I'm not sure what happened with AJ on that play. He never been the type of person that would just quit on a play like yeah. that. So I don't want to jump out the window with accusations, which is why I really haven't talked about it much. I just kind of wait and see how it play out, but was not pretty um things are not looking great (laughs) in cincinnati uh but talk to me about cleveland man y'all boys balling bro yeah it's weird because the afc north right now is is just unbelievable yeah you're talking about the steelers ravens and browns and i think it's just it's just unfortunate the situation the Bengals are in i'm worried about it yeah but anyways uh, with the browns Obviously, it's crazy, right? Like the fact that they're four and one, it's haven't been like that since Saban and Belichick were on their coaching staff <laughs> before I was born. Like That's I crazy. was not alive the last time the Browns were four and one. Wow. So it's dope. But what's so yeah. funny is there's so many talking heads who are already like, mm, the Colts aren't even that good. They're not that good. And, like, and like everyone kept saying the Cowboys are a test, and then they said the Colts are a test. I and it's that. like we beat them down. Like, we beat them in all phases of the game, pretty much. Maybe not the kick. If I, did you watch the game? The, this Colts game? Yeah. No. Okay. So, they returned. So, the Rivers throws a terrible pick six, but they Ooh. returned the kickoff. So, it's like it didn't even matter. Mm. But other than that, the Browns dominated the game. Like, they just did. Like, Baker played a really good first half, and the defense held up really well. They passed the Browns passed the ball pretty well. They and they ran the ball enough in the fourth quarter to win it. And it's just two games in a row where they were just the better team against two teams that I feel like like the Cowboys could eventually figure it out, be it like a five hundred team. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and the Colts are roughly around there too, eight and eight, nine and seven type of team. Yeah. But it's funny because every game I felt more invested. Like the Bengals game. I was like, the Browns need to beat them. Like, the Browns have the better team right now. If they lose this game, like, there's something wrong. And then yeah. the same thing with the Redskins, the football team. I'm making a video right now about the Redskins in the 90s, and so I'm so used to saying that that anyway. But yeah. then the Cowboys 
I was actually kind of on the edge of my seat. And then this last game, I was like jumping up and down, getting super into it. But obviously nothing compares to this next game. This is the biggest game in, in uh, the expansion Browns history. Yeah, They're yeah. going out against uh, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's undefeated. I and think the Ravens game is bigger than that to be. To be honest, just to be. Which, to which be Ravens honest. game? When y'all play the Ravens next. I understand that, but I'm From saying right team. now. If you're talking about in the here and now, compared to the history of this organization, this is the most important game they've played, especially since they returned in 99. Because this is, okay. this is a game where it's a statement. It's, there's a statement to be made. Are they officially a team that can hang with Big Brother? The yeah. guys who have beaten them down every time they play, it's a close game. But the Steelers just easily win the fourth quarter every time. It's like they're just playing around, little brother. Oh, they're just like pretend like he's in the game, and then they put him away. Yeah, every time. Yeah. So this is the Browns' chance to officially sort of put their foot down and be like, "We're here. We're here to stay." Yeah. I feel like that's the first chance to really show. Like, if they win this game, I think it's a it's a big deal. Like the top five team in the NFL, big deal. And if they get blown, let's just say they get just manhandled. Baker looks terrible. And that's how it is. Then it's like one of those, like, well, they haven't played anybody. I feel like the Steelers ain't playing nobody either. Like, true, but they are undefeated, and so you yeah. you can't necessarily take that away from them. No, you can't because they've all, they're always good. So yeah. it's, it's like if they came out of nowhere, it was undefeated, and I'd be like, yeah. yeah. But they're always good, so you know. But it is something that you do have to just consider. Yeah, it's like they they haven't really been tested yet this year. Y'all yeah. gonna be like their toughest game by far. I think. Oh, yeah. I think both teams. But my optimism, like my belief in this team is going up. I'm not saying Super Bowl or anything like that. I think I need to see a few more games. But the fact that they've closed four games in a row, like in the fourth quarter, is very, it speaks volumes about the coaches. They don't don't get penalized either. Like the Browns. So they don't make silly mistakes other than their safeties are trash. And they, yeah, they don't get penalties and they capitalize off turnovers and they close fourth quarters. They just do what good teams need to do to win. Yeah. 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 So it's weird. I, I'm saying this right now. It's like I don't even believe it. But I still <laughs> I saw like Browns fans saying that a lot, bro. They was it, all like, I, can't, I just, yeah. We fought, I don't like, know. What is, know. What is life? You know what I I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I think I think this game is so important just for so many reasons. And if they win this game, especially if they close it, if it's a good game and the Browns like have a statement drive to kind of close it, I'm gonna be like we talk next time. I'll be like in the stars. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. where it's at right now because yeah. they just everything seems to be working. Like they're getting the guys and all the playmakers involved for this game. Dude, yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited now. <laughs> oh, man. I wish it was Sunday night. It's it's a 10 a.m. game. If it was Sunday night football, it would be just the dream. What's up with the NFL? These stupid. Are they going to watch me make – or they make me watch some crap in, in primetime? What's the primetime game? Like, uh, I know it's garbage. I bet it's garbage. I think it's San Francisco with the their backup quarterback. Um. Well, for some reason on NFL's – schedule we can cut the dead air it's fine nope nope let that dead air rock i love it <laughs> the rams at niners so it's man it's, i don't want to watch that though the you niners are two saying? and three and they have a bunch of injuries i know and i don't even, I never like watching the rams they're always pretty the niners, good but i just don't like watching them the niners have already been on sunday night football this is their second game in, in three weeks. Meanwhile, the Browns and the Steelers are playing. Yeah. Like, how, how does the flex stuff work? Like, you can't just flex. Like- I saw someone say it doesn't happen until week eight. So, but with with how they've already rearranged games, you'd be like, hey, come on, just flex this game to just Sunday night. It. It, would, yeah. it would be the just, biggest Sunday night. Oh, yeah. Just flex it. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even man, care, though. I'm going to be watching, yeah. and it's going to be dope, man. Yeah, I'm. See, only thing is, like, I bet there's another good game on at the same time. That's why I be wanting games like this to be Sunday night, so I could just put all my focus on it because, you know, <laughs> like I, I want to see what's gonna happen. Um, like for us, I don't remember which game this is, but I know we got the Colts, Ravens, Steelers, and uh, that's another good team. 
that we have like our next four or five games. So I'm like, I'm already mentally prepared to come out of this thing one six and one. You know, maybe we still a game, but if not, you know, it's gonna be ugly. There's, I I, I could tell you right now, there's really no other interesting games at 10 a.m. Well, you might not be interested in them. Your Bengals game's obviously on. I guess that's the, that's super interesting, bro. Everybody for, wants to see that. Yeah, Bengals Colts. <laughs> <laughs> see if AJ Green gets pissed again. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm watching for. I'll be watching. Yeah, well, you better have two screens up. With hey, the, come on, man. My screen can hold like three games at a time. Yeah, but how big are they? Have you, I mean, if you watch on like a regular monitor or a regular screen, I would say, yo, games, my screen like, is three regular monitors. <laughs> no cap. Like, it's three regular monitors. Oh, like it's, well, that's it's cool. Big, bro. You sit close when you watch. Are you like uh, it two depends. feet from the TV yelling? <laughs> <laughs> I try to pretend like I'm fist. not watching with the Bengals playing. I'll be sitting at this table right here and like looking at my other screen and be like, I'm really watching the game, trying to act like I'm doing something else. So I won't you be watching mad. in your office. Yeah, I watch in my office. That's funny. I I go out into the living room. And I have the whole, I turn the TV up as loud as it can go. So the whole house is like rocking. Yeah, I don't like to take over the whole house, man. It's like I got my own space. So I just do it in here. Cause like, you know, my son nice is you. running around and my wife is probably watching anime. And my son playing Mario. I don't want to mess with everybody, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, that's nice of you. There's not enough <laughs> people in this in house. Here. Like it's fucking, I, I like, I love my office, bro. I'm in here all the time. Like yeah, dude, I totally get it now because mine's coming together, and I I love being in here more now. Whereas before, dude, it was a mess. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it was not fun to be in here. Still, don't yeah. think I'll watch games in here, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, I, think I always I, watch games in my office, but from from this point on, like we need to watch a game together at some point because I need to see what you're like watching a game. Because you say you get amped up, but I haven't ever seen you like what I would consider like crazy amped up. Like I've seen you get upset. I Insane, like I'm I want to so see it. Bad. I want to see what you think insane is. I just want to like, see it. I'm so bad. Like, watch some of my old NCAA videos. <laughs> you see a little, a little taste of it. Like, every time I about throw a pick. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. I didn't really watch any other games. Um, oh, the rest of these don't games really have anything so... else to say. Yep, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Cool. We can end it right there, man. So, thank y'all for checking out this uh podcast. This was episode six. I hope y'all enjoyed it, man. This one was super free reign, and we just kind of rolled. Um, I'm gonna throw this in right now. We haven't talked about this. We should do like a Q and A type of situation, man, and let the people ask some questions. Yeah, let's we just do, do that. a whole episode like that. You want to do it next? Well, yeah. Let's just uh, let's open it up. Let's let's also leave a comment, the top comment. Just let's get people to start asking us things because yeah. we want to know what people have to say. Start asking us questions, man. Things that y'all are curious about, or maybe y'all want our opinion on. Maybe y'all just want to know about us individually, whatever. Our teams don't matter. Ask whatever you want. Put it in the comment section, and um, we will get to them. Maybe in the next episode, maybe the one after that, just depending on how fast the questions come in. All right, so we're going to catch y'all in the next one, man. Peace.